This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. H-2A reforms target wage rates. Trade aid plan advances. BLM relocating. And Bayer wins judgment cut. Administration moves on H-2A reforms. The Trump administration is looking to overhaul the H-2A farm worker visa to make it easier to use. The 489-page proposal known as a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking stocks short of making the program year-round, but it does propose a number of changes in the application process that would revise the methodology for determining the adverse wage rates that set a floor under H-2A wages. Those rates have soared this year in some states. Michael Marsh, president and CEO of the National Council of Agricultural Employers, welcomed the proposal, which represented an effort to evolve the program to one responsive to the needs of stakeholders. Keep in mind, the clock is ticking if the administration is going to get these proposals finalized before 2021, when there could be a new president. White House wraps up MFP review. American farmers that are still being hurt by Chinese tariffs and an ongoing trade war are a step closer to getting more federal assistance now. The White House Office of Management and Budget recently finished its review of the Market Facilitation Program, the direct payment aspect of $16 billion in new trade assistance. So I'm going to give the farmers, we're going to help them out because they are great patriots, President Trump said yesterday. We're going to give them $16 billion, and we just did. Been approved, and I approved it. Bill Northey, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Program, says qualified farmers could start getting those payments next month. But for now... What producers really want to know are the payment rates and other details, according to Dave Salmonson of the American Farm Bureau Federation. He told AgriPulse, everybody is looking to see what kind of guidelines they're going to be putting out, and there'll be plenty more commentary on that once we finally see it. Trump, USMCA is now all politics, but there is a plan B. The White House has done just about all it can do to push the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement across the finish line. Now it's just a matter of politics and convincing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to hold a vote on the renegotiated North American trade pact. President Donald Trump said yesterday, We have to get the Democrats to pass it, Trump said. They may or may not, depending on how they feel politically. It's all politics, unfortunately. We have a lot of bipartisan support, but they may not be allowed to show support because the leaders may not allow that to happen. Pelosi has said she wants to have a vote and ratify USMCA, but only if significant changes are made to the pact. It's still unclear if Trump will agree to any changes, but he did stress that he has a contingency plan without giving details. If there is no vote, Trump said, he has a better plan to fall back on. You always have to have plan B or plan C, especially in politics. So what is plan B or C? He didn't say. BLM moving to Colorado. The Interior Department is expected to announce today that the Bureau of Land Management headquarters is being moved to Grand Junction, Colorado. According to the Washington Post, the relocation will affect about one-fifth of the agency's D.C. workforce. 
House Natural Resources Chairman Rahul Gahalva of Arizona blasted the department, noting that Grand Junction happens to be close to Interior Secretary David Bernhardt's hometown. The BLM officials based in Washington are here to work directly with Congress and their federal colleagues. And that function is going to take a permanent hit if this move goes forward, according to Grijalva. But Utah Representative Rob Bishop, the committee's ranking Republican, called the relocation plan a true win for the West. ERS NIFA workers said to turn down move. Preliminary reports are trickling in about the number of employees who will be following the Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City. So far, it looks like USDA will have some hiring to do. Yesterday was the deadline for the agency employees to tell USDA whether they plan to move or not. One ERS employee said he was told by a colleague who was relocating that only 18 employees plan to do so. But that number may increase because some employees who don't want to lose their jobs may work in Kansas City until they can find another job. Employees who plan to relocate have until September 30th to report the temporary office space in Kansas City. On the NIFA front, a union representative tells AgriPulse that as of 10 days ago, only 10 employees said they planned to make the move, with another 56 willing to move only as a last resort. That's out of about 220 employees at the agency. Democrats look to boost harbor funding. House Democrats are using budget negotiations with the White House to try to increase funding in harbor improvements. Democrats are asking for a cap adjustment for the Harbor Maintenance Trust Fund that could tap $9.3 billion that's now sitting idle. The cap adjustment was proposed in a bill called the Full Utilization of the Harbor Maintenance Trust Fund Act. White House officials and members of the House and Senate still haven't agreed on budget caps. Glyphosate judgment reduced. The judge who oversaw the first federal trial on Roundup and cancer has, as expected, reduced the punitive damages award for Edwin Hardiman against Monsanto to $20 million, a $55 million cut. Hardiman's total award is now about $25.3 million. In an order issued yesterday, U.S. District Judge Vincent Chahabri of San Francisco said Monsanto deserves to be punished because the evidence in the case easily supported a conclusion that Monsanto was more concerned with tamping down safety inquiries and manipulating public opinion than it was with ensuring its product is safe. Jahabria said the punitive damages award exceeded constitutional limits. Bayer, which owns Monsanto, called the decision a step in the right direction, but added the liability verdict and the damage awards are not supported by the reliable evidence presented at the trial. Bayer said it will appeal the Hardiman verdict to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Hardiman lawyer Michael Baum said there is no valid basis for disturbing the punitive damages award. Why bother having jurors sacrifice weeks of their lives if a judge can just substitute his judgment for theirs despite so much evidence supporting their conclusion, he asked. Here's today's He Said It. California's pretty important to American agriculture. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue in Southern California yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. 
for the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.